I was born for his service He filled me with purpose Take your time while you worship him I'm unplugged from the matrix Believe without seeing I'm plugged into the matrix The Daily Perspective Welcome to another episode of the Daily Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Daily, and uh, this time we're trying something a little different. (laughs) We are coming direct to you, hopefully, on YouTube um, and also via our regular stream on on, uh, the podcast. And um, this uh, episode, again, I'm joined by my co-host dr terence johnson y'all can't oh wait yeah yeah y'all can see you guys can see him right now the fresh yeah. <laughs> look looking fresh yeah new 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 do new do <laughs> oh man how you doing today terence good good how about how about yourself i'm good i'm good i've had a had an interesting day fun time with the kids a lot of time um actually editing the last episode um getting getting really excited about the conversation from the last episode and the conversation we're about to have on this one i think i think everything flows um we've been on a bit on a bit of a journey for the last few weeks um you know just from where we started off talking about uh being in this world but not of this world um talking about black lives matter and talking about our our self-worth and value putting you know putting equity in ourselves yeah then we talked about temptation um and how that's a distraction from from god and a distraction from your purpose and you know that just that led nicely into this topic that I wanted to touch on, which was, um, so that the title of this episode is, um, the graveyard of talent. Um, a lot of people won't know what that means just hearing that. Um, but we're talking about purpose on this episode. We're talking about the fact that, you will find a wealth of untapped potential and untapped resource in the graveyard. And what I mean by that is there are people that have been and gone who failed to fulfill their purpose, who failed to walk in their destiny. Um, Not because they lacked the talent, but because they potentially didn't recognize their purpose or were too scared to walk in their purpose or, you know, there are a variety of reasons why people don't, don't end up in their purpose. Um, so what I wanted to do in this, um, in this episode, seeing as I have an expert, you know. <laughs> I, wow. <laughs> I, I've, I've got a life excavator to hand. <laughs> okay. I like, look, I, I like that alley you just gave. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> you see how I did that? Yeah, you did. You did. You did you know. Yeah, you got, a, you got a cyst on the board already. You got 
<laughs> so yeah, we 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 got a life excavator with us, and and uh-huh. you know we. It, I think it's a it's a good opportunity for me. Every conversation we have about purpose is yeah. a learning opportunity. I I never leave these conversations without learning something. I never find myself in a position where. Um, I feel I've heard it all before. There's always okay. something new that we discover when we have this conversation. So, right, it, right, right. It was one of those ones that I thought it's time to, you know, to put this conversation into the podcast. Let people hear some of the stuff we talk about, so okay. that someone else can benefit. Maybe we can open someone else's mind to realize that they and maybe they're not walking in their purpose. Maybe they don't know what their purpose is. So, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've got to let you do your thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so where where I will start? I guess I'll break down the the title. So I'll start at the beginning of it with the graveyard. So, um, the graveyard is somewhere. Just just if you think about just where you're from, where you grew up, it was the place that nobody really wanted to go. You know, mm-hmm. like that's the place that you don't spend a lot of time in. So it's like, you know, it, you go when it's a funeral or something like that. But other than that, it's like, uh, like, uh, almost like a no fly zone. It's a place that nobody goes to. Yeah. So if you think about your purpose, a graveyard is something that represents a death or something. And, and thinking about a graveyard in context to your purpose, there are many deaths that you have if you don't awaken to your purpose so yeah one way to think about it is you have a uh almost like an emotional death because you know when you do things that you're really connected to and it makes you feel alive but when you're doing things out of obligation you feel a certain death going to that thing every day whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, whether it's something that you know is pulling you away from where you should be, but it's that that fear of the unknown that keeps you almost like a perpetual death every day. It's okay. like it's hard, up, it's harder for you to get motivated because it's literally like going to that place or doing that thing or being in relationship with that person is like a, a death every day. Right. Right. And it takes a lot of energy. The other piece of it is, is the graveyard as far as a burial of something. Mm. So in a graveyard, you have people that have died that have been buried, you know, six feet under. So if you think about your, and this connects, so I'm going to connect it with you, with the scriptures you sent too. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going I'm connect. I'm going. I'm, 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 I'm on the bridge. I'm on the bridge. I'm connecting. Right? <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> I'm on the bridge. So, so if you have something that's buried, then its worth is no longer valuable because you can't have access to it. So sometimes people have knowledge of their gifts, but they bury it or they conceal it or hide it in a place where nobody can have access to it. Mm. So, connecting to the scripture, so, okay, 
I wrote I wrote my notes. I wanted to make sure I had all my stuff together <laughs> before I started. So the the script you were looking at it was Matthew. Let me make sure I got it all. I just was looking at it. Matthew twenty five fourteen to eighteen. I think right. Okay, so in that it talks about you know the people with the different talents or whatever like that. Yeah, five talents, two two talents, uh, one talent. So we can look at it in context of talent as gifting, but also talent as money too, because so that's what fourteen Matthew twenty five fourteen to thirty. So okay, listeners, yeah. I'm sorry, fourteen to thirty. Okay, yeah, so. So in context of the scripture, the one that had the one talent and then the talent can also represent the money too. So he had money that was the ta- talent was like a certain amount of money. So he, instead of investing that back into something that could then be more valuable to other people, he decided to bury his talent. Because he buried that, he was thinking of himself and it's like, oh, this is for me, so I'm going to hide it so nobody else can have access. So it's the mm. same thing. If we do that, if we have a talent or a gift for something and we bury it, then we're being self-centered because we're saying that my gifting is only for me and my family or who's ever directly around me. But the people in that, in that particular parable that did what they were supposed to do, not only were their talents maximized, but they gain double that. So the one that yeah. had five got five more. The one so it's like that's why people can die with so much left because they're taking their talents with them in the casket. Mm. So so when the ta- when the casket closes, all of that talent, all of that gifting goes right into the ground. And it also connects to inheritance, too. So if you fully maximize your talent, no, it, it should not only benefit you and your family, but you should leave something that could be beneficial to other people because that's the inheritance. Because if you die empty, then all your gifting have been left to bless other people. Mm. I, I, I'm scribbling because you <laughs> you're saying some you're saying some stuff that's that's making me. <laughs> so um, whilst you were talking, I, I I scribbled a few points. Okay, going back right back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That connection that you made about the graveyard and it being somewhere where no one wants to be and you know, taking your talent and burying, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I immediately, you, you talked about people burying their talent in, the, in that graveyard. Mm-hmm. I connected that with the death of a talent. So it's not, it's not even just the death of, of, of a person or anything like that. It's the death that the graveyard of talent, the death of a talent, um, just that failure to activate that talent kills mm-hmm. that talent. Um, and then um, just going back to the scripture as well. So what I also took from what you were saying was mm-hmm. that 
that one that didn't want to share his ta- so he buried mm-hmm. that talent because he was afraid of sharing that talent with those outside himself so it mm-hmm. not only was it you know about keeping it for himself mm-hmm. is there a, I, I guess it's a question is that is there a possibility that burying it was born out of that fear of sharing it with the wider world because a there was a lack of self-confidence or didn't believe that he had the potential to do something with that talent mm-hmm. um the scripture also talks about the master be reaping where he did not sow so right. was there a possibility that it was buried oh you know let's it, it's some interesting you know when um Pastor Kean in it says, mm-hmm. "Put yourself in the put yourself into the text. Put yourself into the scenario." So I'm putting right, myself right, right. in it. If I put myself into the shoes of that of that um, servant, mm-hmm. is it possible that that fear was also well? Why should I share this talent mm-hmm. with my master who's put nothing into it? I did all the hard work. And then I'm expected to give to give it all to my master. And I guess sometimes we have that we have that selfish notion about um, some of our gifts. Why should mm-hmm. why should they reap the benefits of my hard work? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna share my hard work with anyone else. I'm I'm gonna keep yeah. it to myself. I'm going to be I'm going to be a bedroom DJ or I'm going to be yeah. a bedroom rapper I'm going to be a bedroom artist whatever mm-hmm. whatever my gift is I'm going to keep right. it where no one else can see it but me That's where oh. I got <laughs> Okay okay all right so <laughs> I'm going to go exactly I'm going to tie some I'm going to make some connection from what you say okay <laughs> so one I do agree yeah it was part of fear that had him to bury it but also, I would say it's the responsibility of the gift, too. A lot of people bear their gifts because they don't want to be responsible for the, the weight of it. Because if you, if you know your gifting is for not just one person, but many people, that's a weight and that's a, uh, that's a bigger commitment. So mm-hmm. I would say that goes with it too. So responsibility and commitment. If I bury it, I'm not committed to it because nobody knows about it. Only I know about it. So I can hide it and it doesn't bother anybody else because nobody knows it's there. Yeah. But if I reveal the gift to people, then that also that one creates responsibility and then it creates a uh space for a need for that too. So then people will start to gravitate toward that gift because now I'm showcasing what that gifting is and how it can benefit them. So I have to then learn how to use it in a way, but still not confuse me in reference to the gift. And I think a lot of people get confused with the gifts and think the gift is all about them. And it's not. It's, it's, it's really about the people that your gift is connected to. And just like you were saying, part of it was it could have been that because the master wanted him to give it away, that's why he wanted to hide it. 
And that makes me think about the book. And I can't remember if I, I talked about this with you or not, but it's a book called The Dream Giver. And what it talks about, it talks about pretty much how God calls us for specific purposes or mm. certain things that we're just built to do. Uh, but we get to a point where we don't, we want to be about us and not about who's it's for. And so God then requires us to give the gift and back to him so we can go forward. So it's like we do, just like you were saying, we'll do the work. But after a while, we have to then turn it back to God. Yeah. And take our hands off of it. And a lot of times we don't want to do that part because like, well, God, I, I did this. I, yeah. I, 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 I put the work in. <laughs> so why why you want me to give this away? I don't, I don't want to give it away. But we recognize that when we do give it away, then God can bless it like it needs to be blessed. But it also expands the reach. Yeah. We can have a limited reach in our own hands. I mean, just like, just like right now, I mean, you know, just from our conversations over the past like year, then it turned into other things, then it turned into this podcast. And this is a whole other audience that, you know, if, if, if we want to continue to have these conversations, we probably wouldn't be able to have these conversations to a broader audience. And so, but I guess, in that context, we didn't make it about us. It was just like, it's something about this that is beneficial to us, but it also could be beneficial to other people. Yeah. And I think that propelled it to keep going forward. And I think people just so stuck in what's in it for me that they miss the whole purpose of what they're gifted for. Uh, okay, I say that because I, I got another. I'm gonna put a pin there because I got. Okay, another. okay, okay. <laughs> so go, so, so you you go you go from there. You go. From uh, I've, so you said some stuff that, and this is what I love about our conversations that you're already connecting stuff that, um, I'm thinking about, and I don't, I don't want to jump over there just yet, mm-hmm. but. One, I think I said to you that um, when I was looking at this, I started to think about the story of Hannah in the Bible and, um, you know, how her gift was Samuel. She prayed Mm -hmm. to God. She couldn't have a child. She prayed to God. She cried out to God and God gave her her gift. And when you said something that I hadn't even thought about, yeah. So my, I was, the dots I was connecting was that about your purpose being linked to someone else. And, you know, if you, if you don't fulfill your purpose, mm-hmm. there is a possibility that you are disrupting the path of someone else's purpose. Right. But, that's, but that, was, that was where I was going. And then you said something different. You said, you, you mentioned giving away that gift Mm -hmm. and um it just took me right back to that story and you know hannah prayed for years to Mm -hmm. get for a child Mm -hmm. she finally got samuel now she had two options and this is a thing and this is how i link it back to last week Yeah. yeah because we because if if you are someone that's been barren for years and you suddenly get a child Mm-hmm. 
there is that temptation. You now you may have made a commitment and a promise and said, you know, God, I, I'm going to give this child to you when they're born and dedicate mm-hmm. this child's life to you. Right. But that temp- that temptation would have been there to say, well, you finally got this baby. You're going to give you're giving it away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so immediately she would have had that struggle, that battle, but she gave that child back to God. And that's what kicked off the whole path and purpose of Samuel. And we all know where that went. We ended up, you know, Samuel grew up in the Lord. The Lord spoke to him. He was chosen. He took over the the line of Levites, became the priest for kings and anointed David, who was a type of Christ. We said we're not going to talk about that just yet because that's that's a future podcast. But <laughs> but you know that's that whole journey started from one commitment, one promise, one gift, and that gift being not being hidden or buried away, but being given back to given back to God and allowing God to do what he wanted to do with it. And, and the blessing that came from that was, you know, Hannah, Hannah reaped other benefits. She reaped other blessings. She got, mm-hmm. she had more sons and daughters, you know, that giving away that child opened up her womb to give birth to new gifts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that idea of burying your gift because you're trying to protect it, you're trying to shield it, you're trying to keep that singular gift mm-hmm. limits the potential of you birthing new gifts. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it is like you said with this, our one conversation mm-hmm. a year and a year and a few, yeah, about a year ago and, or whatever. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. If we did not nurture that conversation, that the gift of that conversation, yep. this podcast would never have been born. The right. other things that are going to come out of this, the mastermind would never have been mm. born. Mm-hmm. The, the steps that we have both taken as a result of our numerous conversations would have never been born. And the, and the new gifts that are being lined up because of those conversations would have never been born. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm, look, I'm, look, I'm, I'm gonna say this, and then I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna unpack it because, like I said, it probably would link to. A, okay, a, but I, I gotta say it because you, you you lead me right into that. So, not only is you know is it about giving away the gift, or and, and what I will say too, it's about the sacrifice. So your gifting requires a sacrifice too. Mm. Now that takes shape and forms in different ways. Sometimes it's time, sometimes it's money, <clears throat> sometimes it's relationships. So it's it's always gonna be a cost regarding your gift. I mean, okay. So I'm gonna go here too. So anything that you buy that's a gift, it has a cost to it. Yeah. The greater the gift, the more expensive the cost of it is yep so if you feel that you have are you about to birth something that's valuable the cost that it takes to birth that is going to be as valuable as Mm. the thing 
trying to birth. So if it is a business or it is whatever else, it's going to cost you <laughs> yep. something for that. And you have to be willing to invest enough to pay the price for that. Yeah. The other piece of it is, and you were talking about that, about bearing it and, and really withholding the gift. So it, just like you were making that example with Hannah, if we were really, if we were really serious about our gifting and really took it to heart, we'll realize that we are possessing gifts that are for future generations. Yeah. So I may never see the full impact of my gift. It's just for me to invest in the time that I have connection to it. Yeah. But it is to be birth to then ripple out so it's an example i I made before so it's like even the smallest wave you know makes ripples and the ripples go out yeah all i'm required to do is just put my one little pebble in and have ripples i'm not in control of that but i am i am required to make that launch into the water to make that initial yeah. Wait. Yeah. And where it goes from that, I I have no I have no control over that. Yeah. And so, if we really thought about it, we, it, it, it's almost as if we are denying our future generations the investment that they need to be who they need to be. In God yeah. Because we don't want to sacrifice right now because we want yeah. to come. Okay, I'll stop there. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> stop, okay. Stop, stop, stop. No, but I get it. So we 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 need to take action to activate the gift. Right. Um but as you said, it's not it's not our job to try and force the gift to ripple out. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's something that we do. Um in our human nature, we we kind of try to then play God in how that gift manifests. Mm-hmm. We try and maximize the potential of the gift rather than allowing God to work the gift that he's given mm-hmm. us and do what he wants to do with it. And um, And it's funny because I'm not talking about this applies to our spiritual gifts. This applies to our gifts, our natural gifts. And right now I am, I'm actually speaking more to our natural gifts because I mm-hmm. think it's, e- it's easier for people to recognize their natural gifts than their spiritual gifts. Sometimes right. your spiritual gifts are linked to your natural gifts. But even with our natural gifts, and I, I, would, use, I would use myself as an example, mm-hmm. I've always been gifted in this area of speaking and communication, whether that was music or whatever it was. Right. Now I try to force, I started with the, I started in the Christian music industry and I try to force a music career out of that. Mm -hmm. 
I didn't listen I did, or I didn't try to listen to what God's plan and purpose was for me musically. There may have been, and there, pro, and there was a time and season for me and music. Mm-hmm. The requirements of a musical gift um, or a life leaning on that music, musical gift did not fit with the other characteristics and the other giftings that God had put into me. So my, I, I, I take it as a gift, my gift to nurture my children, the, the gift to be the kind of family man that I'm dedicated to being mm-hmm. didn't fit with a life that may have required touring long nights in the studio, all of those things did not appeal once I had my child, my first child mm-hmm. and the second child. And by that time, I'd already got to a point where a life of music was no longer attractive. But as that desire for music started to fizzle, mm-hmm. I started to notice that I spent more time in the studio having these sorts of conversations mm-hmm. and getting into um, teaching and sharing the word and digging into the gospels and talking about life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've one of, I guess the gifting that I started to walk into is the one that I am that's now taken me 10, 11 years to manifest into a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's taken time to nurture that gift. I've run from that gift from, because of fear, I've tried to bury that gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and, Ooh, something has come to me. Something just come, came to me. So, me trying to bury that gift, mm-hmm. not only did it deny other people of the gift that was supposed to help them, mm-hmm. it caused me a whole load of trauma mm-hmm. because I became increasingly frustrated about how I spent my days. I felt no value in the work that I did. Mm-hmm. I felt each day was a waste of my time because I wasn't doing something that I was passionate about or loved doing. So burying that gift and burying that purpose was painful for me. And it, it's like you said, it was slowly killing me. Mm-hmm. So I have back to that whole point. I had a choice to make again. I was at that fork in the road. Do I go mm-hmm. left or do I go right? Yep. So unpack it for me, Terrence. You tell me <laughs> why. <laughs> okay. So one, you know, I'm, I'm gonna make some parallels because, like, I said, <laughs> a lot, a lot of our conversation parallel on different levels. So one, why, why you were talking about music and your music career? One, one thing is, uh, nothing that we go through is wasted. So it's not an accident. Because a lot of times we we get 
because we feel like we wasted time. Mm. But time is not wasted. It all depends on your perspective of the time period that you're talking about. So with that time that you had with music, and it, it made me think about one of the verses that I had sent you prepping for it. In Proverbs 19:21, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So we have a lot of plans that we want to do because oh, they're good ideas, they make money, oh, we can get you know some notoriety from it, we can be a front, you know, we can shine a little bit, get some yeah, yeah. You know, so we want that. Parts of us want that, but you know, it's it. I think it's a power that said the Lord's purpose that prevails. So our plans may work for a little while, but God's purpose prevails. Mm. So even while you're doing the music and then you start having a conversation in the studio and then you see how it started to just shift you right where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Even though you were doing the plans you wanted to do, God like, mm-hmm, I got you. We were just going to do this. <laughs> and it's like, it's a subtle nudge. like, what? Well, why did? Why? <laughs> like, how did I get? Here? So it's like, so it is it, the same thing for me. I went to school. I uh, wanted to be an architect. That's why I started. And then I realized that I wasn't going to be able to have the impact that I wanted. And so, but I took those skills and then transferred them into you know psychology and then went to counseling so then yeah i went from wanting to build buildings into wanting to build pe- people and that's what god wanted me to be but i like i like to draw and then once i got in there i was like mm, i like to draw just for myself i don't like to do these <laughs> plans and it's just stuff on this vellum paper that's that costs so much and i i don't have enough money to pay for stuff like <laughs> So, so that was that was my shift. But what you were saying, and that's why when you're not connected to your purpose, why it's a slow death, because you don't have any nutrients to feed your growth. Mm. So if you're a plant and then, you know, plants need sunlight, plants do need rain, but they also need other things to fully grow. If you have too much of one thing, it will kill your growth. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't have that right balance of things that we need to really fully grow into what God wants us to. God has all those ingredients already laid out when we go into the thing that he wants us to do. Then he provides for it because he knows, okay, you need just a little bit of that. You need this much of struggle. You need this much of challenge. You need this much of this. And so he had the ingredients together, right? But when we do it, it's like, oh, let me do it this way. Okay, I, I don't want to be too uncomfortable, so I want to be a little comfortable. I want to yeah. be in this oh, Don't send me places that I don't know too much about. I, I know people around here, so let me do that. Uh, <laughs> that's, like, so. <laughs> that's, that, that is the first thing we do. We tell, yeah. The first thing we do is we try and reshape the circumstances and the, con- the conditions of the gift Yep. into something that suits us, something that feels comfortable, something that feels yep. normal for us. Mm-hmm. We take the struggle out of the gift straight mm-hmm. away because we believe that because it's our gift, it mm-hmm. should come easy. Yep. 
it shouldn't be a challenge to attain. It shouldn't, right. it shouldn't come with pain. It should be nothing but smooth and easy sailing. And it kind of took me back to um, uh, the, the uh, video you sent me uh, with mm -hmm. Pastor Kenyon and, and mm -hmm. not Kenyon, Kian, when they were talking, uh -huh. about, tackle the text, tackle the text. And, mm -hmm. and when they were talking about, um, you know, we, we had this conversation about 2020 <laughs> yeah. and COVID yeah. and the pandemic and um, yeah, yeah. how this situation in 2020, it feels like everything that you did not need is being burnt away. Yep. So sometimes when you keep, and this came to me earlier today, I'm one of those people, and I know very similar to you, for the mm -hmm. longest time in my life, my prayer has been, God, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I used to sprinkle in, oh, you know, Lord, I like this and I'd like a bit of this and a bit of that. And a, but, right. but right. Lord, let your will be done. Yep. So if I'm sitting here day to day praying to God, let your will be done, let your will be done, let your will be done. But I'm out there chasing... Um, yo, I see something walking behind you, dog. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a deer. <laughs> Look, I saw that come out. I was like, oh, there you go, deer. Oh man, no, that 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 scared me. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was about to be like, yo, Terrence, I don't, I don't want to shock you, dude, but you gotta run. <laughs> It's cool, it's cool. It's cool. Oh, man. So, <laughs> um, yeah, if I'm, out, if I'm out here praying, if I'm out here praying mm -hmm. on a day-to-day, -day, God, let your will be done, let your will be done, but I'm chasing the, the, the things of this capitalist world. I'm chasing cars. I'm chasing uh, fame. I'm chasing fortunes, all of these mm -hmm. things. Yep. And God is saying, all right, my, my will is over there. I need... Let, okay, let's go. You're saying, let my will be done. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Eventually, God is going to be like, all right, you're not listening. You're telling me you want this, but you're not listening. So I'm going to have to take these distractions out mm -hmm. so that you just have exactly what you need to focus on to move where I want you to be. Right. So sometimes... We have to be conscious that if we are praying, if we are saying, let your will be done, take me to my purpose, help me to walk in my destiny, help right. me to work, to be the man you created me to be. Some of the things that we've grown accustomed to, some of the things that we've become comfortable with, some of the things that we've surrounded ourselves and built around us need to be stripped away. Mm -hmm. And until we're willing to allow that to happen, or if we are not willing, when God makes that happen, we've got to, you know, we've got to appreciate and recognize that that is part of what we have been praying for. Mm -hmm. No. So, all right. So I'll say part of what you were saying, the reason why we don't start that process, we don't want to look foolish in front of people. Mm. Because when we go full into what God wants us to do, 
it will really make us look foolish in people's eyes because it's not going to make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, so people going to question, why you got to do it this way? Why can't you wait? Or why can't you just do it, you know, a little bit and do this part? And when you really, like you were saying, you had to get to the point, and it's kind of been my prayer too, it's like, Lord, whatever I have to let go of in this season to get where you want me to be, I'm willing to let it go. And so, mm-hmm. like, I have just been, that's where I've been, like, whatever it is, if I need to let it go, I will let it go. Yeah. It's going to get me close to where I'm supposed to be. And and I think that's what people are afraid of because they want to move forward but take everything with them. Yeah. So it's like, you know, people when they go on trips and then they, they're like, oh, well, we're just going for a couple of days. And you got three or four uh, luggages dragging yeah. behind yeah. you. It's like, well, how? How you move? How you gonna move with all this stuff? Like you, you got too much stuff, so you got so the so the I guess the how to how to condense it down is in this season you have to travel light because mm. you never know where you have to go where God is gonna be moving you toward, and you can't have a lot of stuff attached to you. Yeah, if you're gonna be moving how God wants you to move because you don't know when He's gonna say like, okay, well I need to go here. He's like, well, Lord, I, I just got here. I mean, I just mm. got in bed and I just kind of got settled and like, mm, but I, I need you there. Terrence, <laughs> you, you setting up that alley you. <laughs> I'm setting it up. Okay. Look, I'm about, to, I'm about to pass it on to you. I'm about to pass it on to you. So I'm going to say this and then I'm going to pass it. So, all right. So, like you were saying before, if it was like what you felt like you were burying, the thing about it and what God does for us, we're never we're never lost about where our treasure is because we once was connected to it. Mm. So it's easy to find it when we get connected back with God. If we stay disconnected from him, that's when we go around in the circle and we going back to that crossroad. It's yeah. Like, like if you just make the, make this choice, it's right here. Like you only have to go that far. But it's like, mm-mm, I want to do this. And then I circle around and I come yeah. back around. Now I'm frustrated. I'm like, Lord, why won't you do it for me? It's like, I'm, you just choose this. Yeah, this I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do it for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, but you keep doing the same thing. And that, and like you were saying before, as far as your patterns, when you can understand your patterns, then you understand how to get back connected. Because like you were saying, you thought about every time you was in the studio, it's like, Man, why I keep having these conversations? And then that started to be a pattern that you connected to. And he's like, oh, that's what that was for. Like, it was preparing me for this. So, like, God has, he's really intentional about how he's moving us if we just, if we just aware of the pattern. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, so, I'll assist it back to you. I'll assist yeah, okay, it. Okay, yeah. okay. I'll go, I'll go to the book. <laughs> we talked... I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but we talked about um, how Jesus did not have, an, have a home. Right. Call, he didn't have a place to call his, home, his own. And, um, right. you know, it's, you were just talking about traveling light. Mm-hmm. Now, for, when Jesus was about to walk in his purpose, Jesus, Jesus tried to start in Nazareth, he's, mm-hmm. he, he tried to start at home. Mm-hmm. And what happened? The people there was like, 
that's just Joseph's boy. That's <laughs> we go we go know him. Yeah, like <laughs> go go make me a chair. <laughs> yeah, we know. Look, we we've been knowing him since he was little. We know him. We know, yeah, we know. they were like they were like go make me a chair, man. Go 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 fix a table or something. You're a car- yeah. you're a carpenter. You're why are you trying to teach the why are you trying to teach the word of God? That's not that's not your lane. Mm-hmm. So he said a prophet is not accepted or is not accepted in his own hometown. Yep. So we have to be prepared that when we it's time for us to walk in our gifting, when it's time to walk in our purpose, it may not be where we are now. It may not yep. be the place we call home because as you said, people around us are going to look at us and be like, why are you doing that? Yep. But you went to school for this. Mm-hmm. You've spent 20 years in that career building this. You make X amount of money in that career doing this. And now you want to do mm-hmm. what? You mm-hmm. want to go where? <laughs> Why? 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 <laughs> how, how are you going to feed your kids? But the God that has given you the gift has also made provision to make the gifting work. Mm-hmm. But the people around you cannot see that. Right. Because it is not their journey to walk. Mm-hmm. It is not their step of faith to take. They have their own step of faith to take. They have their own journey to walk. They have their own purpose, their own destiny. Mm-hmm. You have to be secure in yourself to step out into your purpose. You have to be willing, as you say, to let go of everything. When the rich man came to Jesus and said, Rabbi, what do I have to do to follow you? And he said, sell everything you own and come with me. Mm-hmm. And the man got disheartened because the man wasn't ready to walk in his purpose. Mm-hmm. He was too attached to, to mm-hmm. this world. He was too attached to the material things. He was too attached to the life that he had become accustomed to. If you truly want to follow Jesus, if you truly want to work, walk in your purpose, if you truly want to be everything that you were created to be, you have to be willing to let some things go. You, hell, you might have to let everything go. And that is a scary thing to do. Yep. It is a scary thing to say, everything that I have built and worked for in the last X number of years I am now going to turn my back on it all because I know that this is what I was created to do. This is my purpose. This is why I exist on, in this world and on this planet. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are afraid of that step. Mm-hmm. Because, because <laughs> that step is the loss of their former identity. Because you mm-hmm. put so much stock in what I do as a career and the clothes I wear and where I live and then the type of car I drive and it creates a whole persona that we have and people are accustomed to that when God starts to shift us he starts to strip away 
that form of identity and the things that we put stock into. So the very things that we feel like, oh, I can't live without, like, oh, I got to have, you know, a certain type of clothes, this is the way I dress, or this is where I want to stay. And he's saying, okay, but I want to do this with you. So are you willing to let go of all of that to follow me? Mm. And then as you walk with me, I will start to then give you the things you really need. These were just things that you wanted. So will you live a more pared down life, but fully connected to your purpose? Or will you allow these things to kill your dreams and bury them in the ground? So I think that's, and then what I thought about too, that's what you were talking about. That's a relationship with God. So in this season, if you're really going to do this walk, at point, it would just be you and God walking this walk <laughs> together. That's it. It's yeah. just you and God. Yeah. And, and, and just like we talked about before, that's when your relationship with God has to transcend what, in a religious sense, that you've been accustomed to doing. Mm. So if you've been accustomed a certain way of what God is and where God is, if God is moving you, because that's how that's how Jesus did. Jesus went against every way of traditional church doing things. Yeah, he did things how God wanted him to do. And God doesn't have a timetable like man does. So God starts to push you in a way it's not going to be ordered like people would want you to move. Yeah, it's going to look real disordered and disconnected and real random but it's he has an order for but like you were saying before it's more connected to your journey and not other people's journeys so they're always going to question it because they their perspective is clouded by their their own experiences so if they haven't gone as far as i'm trying to go they will try and pull me back to where they're comfortable. But as I move forward, I need to start then connecting with people that are going the same, the similar paths or have yeah. been me because I can't blame the people around me for inf- informing me from their perspective because that's, that's all they know. Yeah. So I can't sit with that. But I have to know, too, that unless they walk this walk, they can't inform this walk for me. And mm. I can't rely on them because that's when we start to be bitter with people and say, like, oh, people just hating on me. Oh, they don't know. They don't understand. It's not that. Their experiences have taken them so far. What God is showing you is outside of their, their experience. So mm. they don't know how to handle it. So it's not it's not an indictment on them saying like, oh, well, they should know and they, you know, they believe in God. They should know that I'm trying to know because that's all their perspective. That's on their horizon. Like they can see on so much as you start to go fully more in depth with God and be a lot more intimate with God. What he shows you is on a different level than the people around you. And it's not necessarily bad on their part but it's it it's gonna it's, it's built to separate you that's what it's built to do because everything that you were used to going to and using as a crutch or using as a way to escape from what god was telling you to do that's what he starts to cut off yeah like, 
you gonna walk this walk, you gotta listen to me. You can't listen, you can't call all these people and say, like, hey, what you think I should do? It's, like, it's me and you. <laughs> if yeah. you don't do this, it's just me and you. And you you need to know what you're signing up for before you do yeah, it. Yeah. Because you think it's gonna be a whole coalition of people around you say, like, oh, so what you think I should do? What's it, that's not how it's gonna go. Yeah, it's it's that's a that's a really, really important point. That's a really valid point that you've just made there. That it's like everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to be a CEO. Everyone wants to be a boss. But and and that's 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 you see these young people out there, I'm a boss, thinking they Rick Ross and everything. And but right. The reality of being a boss, being a CEO, being an entrepreneur is that it's a very lonely life. A lot of these people end up alone. A lot of these people Mm -hmm. lose their families. A lot of these people lose their friends because entrepreneurs can be very tunnel vision, very singular focused, and they lock into this dream and they never let go of it. And sometimes when you are, when you need to walk in your purpose, I'm not saying you lose your family when you walk in your purpose. That's not the, that's not the point of this. What I want, what I want people to understand is that when you are walking in your purposes, just as you say, it is you and God, and it can be a very lonely journey because nobody else around you gets an invite into those conversations. Nobody else around you gets um, tickets to come on that journey with you. They only see you once you start to arrive at your destination. So that move, that transient flow from where you are today to where you need to be to activate that gift or to walk in that gift or to, to start living out that gift is a lonely journey. The transformation is a lonely journey. And so many people are put off once they start that journey, once God starts to refine them, once he starts to strip away the the material things, when he starts to remove what is vanity and leaves the core of who you are, because God has to take you down. It's like refining carbon to get a diamond god has to strip out the impurities so that he is left with the basic product and then he starts to rebuild you with the right things kind of like voltron you just bits bolting onto you (laughs) it's just like yeah i'm being transformed here and you, you, you get to you become who you were created to be but people don't see you until you get to that point. It's like an entrepreneur. It's like Elon Musk. It's like those mm-hmm. people. People did not recognize him until suddenly this guy has built the most innovative and most creative electric car that we have ever seen. And suddenly people are talking about him like he, he just arrived on the scene. Right. You know, it's, that's the that's the journey of a of an entrepreneur. That's the that's the journey of someone walking in their gifting. People can't catch on or latch on to your vision. So you walk that road alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> you, you you sent you you sent me an assist and you didn't even know it. So 
like you were saying about, you know, we're being crafted by God and kind of, you know, work. So Ephesians 2 and 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works with God, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So. And what, what scripture was that? That was, was that a Jeremiah scripture? Uh, it, it was Ephesians, Ephesians. Oh, 2 Ephesians, Ephesians. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Ephesians 2 and 10. So we all have free will, but our path that God has for us has been predestined. He's already laid it out. So that's why he already knows what we will become because he already built us with that in mind. But he gives us the choice to choose it or not choose it. Mm. And we can choose it and fully go on that path. But as we go on that path, like like you said, if we are getting sculpted or built or kind of constructed, just like with wood, if you're really trying to make something that people can uh, can hold, you want to sand it down. You get the sandpaper because you got rough edges. You touch this part, you might get a splinter and all that. So it's the sanding down, and that's what God is doing. So the 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 path that we're going to get to fully walking in our purpose is that sanding process. We don't like it, but it's it's making us into the 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 perfect work of art that He's trying to make us. Yeah, because then when you get to the destination, like you were saying, they're like. Oh look! I didn't even know he had. A, yeah, I didn't know he could do all that. It's like, but then that's when God can say, you know, that's when God can get the credit. Now if yeah. we do it. We'll plow forward, and we'll be, you know, we got, you know, rough edges around here. Like we don't care. We gonna, you know, we'll put a shirt over that, and you know, put a hat over this. <laughs> yeah. So like, we can cover this, you know, the info. Yeah, yeah. This the guy was like, no, no, just come in, come in, come in. I'm gonna make sure when you get there, you, you smoothed out. Yeah, so then, yeah. Now when people see it, they're like, "Oh, that's I never thought about it like that. Oh, that that's real good. Like, oh, this is a whole different way of looking at it. because the process has allowed you to stand as a representative of what God can do versus what I can do myself. Yeah, and that's what the whole journey is about. It's not necessarily oh God just wants to put us through hard times. Is he wants us to be fully prepared to walk the walk that he has for us. And that takes a process to do because we got to shave off all these things, resentment and jealousy and bitterness and anger and all this stuff we've picked up over all this time. Like, yeah. Let me take it. You don't need to have, you can't have all that when you get here, because when somebody says something to you out the way, I don't need to cuss people out. I don't need you to put hands on people. You know, like, I, I don't need you, I, I need to work that out. <laughs> I need to, come on, let me, let me, come, come on, <laughs> come on, let me work, let me work. I know you, I know you, come on. Yeah. Let me, let me get you. Just, oh, man. You get there. And so, like, that's, that's where he, it's more of a, a protection thing. Because mm. if you really, you think about art, like an art gallery and stuff like that, the thing that are most valuable are kind of like off limits so they kind of like in glass or they have security around and that's what he's like that's what i want to do with with inside of you i want to protect it but the Mm. way i got to protect it is i got to i got to shape it i got to shave it and 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 shape it and mold it in a way so when people see they're like oh 
Oh, they, I, I know they got to be God because I, I don't even know how you did that. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you did it. And so I think that's, that's the thing. The whole, I think when you get caught up in the difficulty of the process, you don't understand what the the intent of the process is. And it's not that you're bad or you're like failing or whatever. The process is to really focus your attention on God and not be distracted by all these other variables that you can't control. You're mm-hmm. like, I, I know, like, I, I know you want some more money. I, I know you need some more money. I know you worried about this, right? Just but focus. I, I know you. I know you want a couple more things. I know you want, you know, look, you know, buy you some things. But you can't run. I know. Just, just focus, focus, and focus on me. Focus yeah. on me. I, and, and when you, when you focus, and we, when I get the way you need to get to, then I will allow you to get certain things again because now you got them in perspective. So yeah. Now those things, when I give them back to you, now you know the placement of them, and now you know that. They don't go ahead of you. They are just pieces that you can that you can put on or put off, but they don't define you. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like that. So let's move let's move this conversation to how our purpose is connected. Because there, there are a few. Uh, I don't want us to leave this conversation without giving people that those key steps that they can take okay. to, to activate their purpose or to walk in their purpose. But mm-hmm. just to give them a bit more context, mm-hmm. we spoke earlier about um, the, the story that came to me about Hannah and later on Samuel and then King David and mm-hmm. You know, for those that don't know the story, as we said, Hannah was, oh man, just, whoo, this is, this is getting good. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Look, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so Hannah, Han, Hannah was, Hannah had her, um, her husband, Elkanah, and they, um, they, and he, he also had another wife. Now, his other wife had bore loads of children for him. Hannah was unable to, to bear children for him. Mm-hmm. They used to go to the temple every year to thank God and, sac- and make their annual sacrifice to thank God and for another year of blessing. Mm-hmm. So every time they went, this is the point that was, this, this was the point that was, uh, that was, that was that just hit me now. Every time they went, Elkanah's other wife would ridicule Hannah because she had no children. Mm-hmm. Whilst you are waiting for the manifestation of your gift, there will mm-hmm. be people around you that will ridicule you because yeah. they can't see where you are going. They cannot see the talent buried in you. They cannot Mm -hmm. see your potential. And they will ridicule you and try to discourage you from going after your potential. They they will try and make you believe that you have no potential. So Mm -hmm. you, you have to be resolute in your pursuit of your 
of your purpose and your destiny. So Hannah, Hannah was that. She prayed, constantly prayed. She cried out to God. Mm-hmm. She groaned to God. And she, she eventually got her blessing, Samuel. Mm-hmm. As we said, she took her blessing and she gave it back to God. Mm-hmm. Samuel was raised by Eli, the priest. And, and, and this was an interesting thing because Eli did not raise, Eli had other sons. Mm-hmm. His other sons abused the gifts or the sacrifices of people that came to the temple. They would steal the sacrificial meat while it was boiling Mm -hmm. or before it was even boiled so that they could keep the fat that was supposed to be burned off and they would roast it and eat it and keep it for themselves. They would, and what were they doing? They were taking people's sacrifices and fattening themselves up with people's sacrifices. So in your journey, there will be people that will take the things that you have had to sacrifice or shed and they will use those things. You know, um, the um, leave, um, Eli's sons used to send their servant to go and torment the people that were there to sacrifice and kind of bully them into giving them their, giving them what they were shedding. There will be people that will try to do that to you in your period of transition. As things are being let go of, there will be people that will be there to pick up what is falling off and hang it over your head and lord it over you and bully you with it. Especially when those things are some, there may be painful things that you are letting go of. People will try to use that against you in your journey. So, Mm Anyway, Samuel was raised in this same environment, but Samuel did not follow the same path because Eli, Eli raised Samuel as though he was one of his sons. So we've got to remember that the same training that Samuel was, that Eli's sons received mm-hmm. was the same training that Samuel received. But Samuel was steadfast to the Lord. He listened to the Lord. He gave himself completely to the Lord. And ooh, mm-hmm. let me, let me, let me not, let me not forget the notes that I made, man. I, I, I made some notes here, but so, <laughs> I'm going straight back from my notes. Look, you were talking good. You could have kept going. I, I, I was, I was with you. you oh, man. So, so it says, um, so God said, so God said this, um, he said this to, to Eli, He said, then I will raise up a faithful priest who will serve me and do what I desire. I will establish his family and they will be priests to my anointed king. At this point, he was already talking about Samuel's purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, so what I wrote down was, you know, Samuel, to, um, to, to truly walk in your purpose, you have to stay close to God. And in 1 Samuel 3, 19 to 20, it says that Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him. He stayed close to God. And everything Samuel said proved to be reliable. And all of Israel, from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south, knew that Samuel was confirmed as a prophet of the Lord. So back to something that you said earlier. When, mm-hmm. 
God has finished rubbing you down and, and sanding off all that, all the imperfections. Mm-hmm. When people look at you, they will know that it wasn't, that can't be him. That was God. Right. People from the north to the south looked at Samuel and they recognized mm-hmm. that, yeah, this dude is, this, this is the one. This dude is the mm-hmm. one. He's the truth. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, now that then took me, Samuel grew up. Um, so God killed off Eli. God killed off Eli. He killed off his sons. He killed off his whole family line because they abused their purpose. So we sometimes we think that we can take our gifts and do as we please with them. Right. So when we find that that gift, when things start to fall apart, sometimes that's God saying, I gave you this. Now I gave it to you. And, and let me, let me be, let me be a hundred percent clear with this. I'm not saying that every gift that we have is meant to only be used in the church. That's not what right. I'm saying. You're gifted. Right, right, right. Because God knows you got to eat. So God has given you a gift that not only can sustain you in, um, not only can it bless others and help others and connect you to what you are supposed to do and connect other people to what they are supposed to do. But he has also given you a gift in that can bless you. I've all, I, I truly believe that your purpose will open up the doors and the blessings, spiritual and um, that commercial, that, that um, financial blessing that you need. Mm-hmm. God will open those opportunities through the giftings that he has given to you. So that opportunity is there. But if when we abuse that gift, we, God can cut that off as he did yeah. with Eli. He decided at that point, you are not walking in this. And this goes back, oh man, we're going somewhere today. This goes, back, <laughs> this goes to the new yeah. where God said, where Jesus says that, he can raise stones to worship him. If you are not willing to do what your purpose was lined up for, mm. God can raise someone else to do it. He has someone waiting in the wings that he can use to do it. And that's what happened mm. with Eli. Eli's family, family line was disconnected from the tribe of Levites. And just as we are spliced into God's family, just as we are adopted and grafted into that tree of life, that branch, we are the branches that are grafted in. The same way Samuel was grafted into the tribe of Levi and became a new line of priest. This line of priest that was well-connected, that stayed true, that fed from the root, in the right way, then went on to bear fruit. How did he bear fruit? He grew up, first the anointed soul, down under God's command. And even Saul didn't walk in his purpose because God had a purpose for Saul and he started off all right. And then it went to his head and it became about his strength and not God's strength. And he Mm -hmm. walked out of his purpose. And what happened to Saul? God raised a new king to replace Saul. 
God raised a king that was after his heart, that God raised a king that became a type of Christ. God sent Samuel to anoint David. Who was David? David was the scrawny dude in the family. Well, all his, all his brothers were Arnold Schwarzenegger looking dudes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. David, David looked like Pee Wee Herman. He was, he was the skinny kid. He was the one that, would, that no one thought had anything going for him. Mm-hmm. But God had put something in him. And God started to, while Dave, whilst David, and oh man, we, we really going somewhere today. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm letting you go, because once you, once you stop, I'm going I'm to take another place. To, <laughs> because, I'm, letting you get, I'm letting you go, I'm letting you get it all out. Oh man, oh man. man. So, when David was being prepared for his role as king, when David was out in the fields, we talked about this, it was a lonely journey. David was out tending to the sheep all on his own. He had to deal with lions. He had to deal with bears. He had to deal with all these things and strengthen himself when no one else was around. No one else knew what he was capable of. No one knew the power that was sitting within him. No one knew the warrior that was God had created in him. And that wasn't revealed until after Samuel walked in his purpose, anointed David as king, and then David's journey began and David started to walk into his destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm throwing it off the backboard. This, I'm, look, this is off the backboard look, to you now. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, whew, okay. So I got, I got a couple, I got a couple. Things. So... I'm going to rewind it back. I'm going to go back to the beginning when you're talking about, you know, the, you know, the fat. And so I think what's important, like you were saying, people will try and use it against against uh, you. But you got to look at it is just like with anything. The best part of anything is the prime cut of something. So mm. if if the fat is the very thing that people are getting from your life, and let them keep that because that's the worst parts of you anyway. Mm. So we shouldn't even be concerned about the fat that people are keeping that's falling off of us because we're getting leaner and stronger as we letting it go. So yeah. if that's what they're getting from me, you can have that. Yeah, keep I it. Don't need, I don't need it no more. So, so I want to go there first. So now you were talking about, you know, raise up a faithful priest. You were talking about, you know, Samuel. So this is a pattern in the Bible. And I, and I don't think people, people hear, but I don't think they really connect to the, 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 uh, the symbolism in it. So when God is calling somebody, usually they go down before they get raised up. So if you feel called or led or compelled that God is doing something in your life, be prepared to go down first. Mm. Down can mean a lot of different things. So it's not necessarily that down mean, oh, you're going to lose everything or you're going to lose money. But it is a down and that down is to start that process of weaning you off of the things that you don't need. And like you said, because when God exalts you, He's exalting you because you're ready 
for the public. So, yeah. so if you think about, um, just like if you training or whatever like that, when you first start on the journey, you're not ready yet. So even if you're an athlete or whatever, if you're training during the Olympics, you're not ready yet to be in public. You got to do a lot of training in private. Yeah. And you got to condition yourself and build yourself up. So then when you get out in public, you're not distracted by people, what they say or the attention of it, because you put in the hours of conditioning. So when you were talking about, you know, David and it was a lonely journey, one thing that is too, he did great feats that nobody saw in preparation for things that people would see in public. So while people are on the, 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 the separation part of their journey, don't try to publicize that isolation mm. because it's for a reason. It's meant to be in private because you need that process insulated because you're still growing you're still transforming into what god wants you to do if you expose people to that and bring the public into that then you will have people like you said that then will hinder that process and start to say like oh but you still haven't stopped doing that yet oh you remember you but you're not you still doing that look all it, it got to be contained because that process is preparing you when you're ready to be raised up to go into the public yeah. but you're not ready yet <laughs> so don't invite people into your your separation process because they will then point to where you're not yet and that's not the point of that process the point is the preparation just like anything else if you're cooking anything if you put in a turkey in the oven and you put in that 30 minutes, it's not ready. So you're going to try and eat that. Like that's going to make you sick. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. You have to let, you have to let it. Like, I, I know you hungry and you want it, but let, wait till it's done. Yeah. You got a dressing and whatever else you want to have some cranberry sauce, whatever. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's ready. It's ready then. So, and I think people, that's where people get stuck because they are trying to, get assistance from people that are only pointing to where they're not yet instead of the encouragement and support because there will be people that can handle that but it's all only those connected to your end product and not just the where you are right now so if people believe in where you're going they will accept the process that it takes to get there Mm. But if they're not willing to accept that process, that means that they don't want the end product either. Because I don't want people to be around me when I'm fully finished. If you can take me in process, you can handle the end product because now you've seen the whole trajectory. Yeah. But if you wanted me just at my end product, you haven't built the relationship with me enough to then qualify you for my end product. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's real. That's real. It's, um, that, I think that, that really kind of leads me to that concept that our purpose is intrinsically linked to that of another person's. Um, 
our relationship is evidence that of how two people's purpose mm-hmm. can be so closely linked. The, mm-hmm. There are f- thousands of miles that separate us, mm-hmm. but the journeys that we have both been on, the similarities in our lives, mm-hmm. the um, trajectory that we're, we both desire to, to go in, mm-hmm. um, even down to um, our personality types. <laughs> yeah. Very, very yeah. similar. And when yeah. we start, but the, in the same way, we both desire to build people up. Mm-hmm. But in order for me to get to where I needed to be to build, to start building other people up, mm-hmm. I needed to meet you first. Mm-hmm. Whilst you were walking, whilst you had just started to walk in your purpose. Mm-hmm. And we met and we thought, we thought we were going to have conversations about how I could help you with mm-hmm. data analytics and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. we started talking about purpose and I'm like, so yeah, um, I don't really want to do data. <laughs> <analytics>. <laughs> I don't like that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we started to talk and you talked to me about, shedding the old and walking into my purpose. And that's when I, you know, I, I came out of my shell and started to tell you about all the things that I'd been burying for years mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. where I believed God was taking me. Mm-hmm. And that started a, t- a 12 month journey yep. where we slowly started to dig up mm-hmm where I was supposed to be going. And, mm-hmm. you know, you starting to walk into your purpose, started to push me into my purpose, which started to kind of full circle, push you deeper into your purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way God has orchestrated these things, it seems as it's, as the Bible says, fool, um, the foolishness of God is greater than man's wisdom. Mm-hmm. But it also says the things of God will look foolish to the outside world. Right. And it, it defies logic the way this has worked. Mm-hmm. The, just our journey has defies logic because it doesn't make sense when you look at it that, mm-hmm. you know, a conversation that was supposed to go one way has gone completely a different way, but the outcomes means that both of us are deeper into what we were supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you was like you were saying, I like you like you said, I through our conversation I kind of pushed you into, you know, your purpose. What you didn't realize is that the whole process that we were talking about and you going forward and deeper into that was stuff that I had like took a lot of time to research on. And so you were like the validation of my idea of trying to help people in this season in my life. Cause I was like, I don't want to do it the traditional way. I don't, I don't want to do it like from a mental health perspective or a counseling perspective. It's like, I got this different way of doing it. 
but I don't know if it works. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if it, in my head it works. And then it's like, as we talked, it's like, it started to manifest and validate the things that I was like, I think that could work. And that that's what people need and all that. And so it started to unlock the very things that on paper I had written about, but I didn't know if it would work in real time. And I'm a person that if it doesn't work for people, it doesn't connect or resonate with people. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do things just to do it. I want to make sure it's in the language and the experience of people that it's for. And so it, it helped to, to like confirm and validate that for me that, okay, I'm on the right track. And so now pieces of the conversations that we've had over the past year it is informing, okay, how can I then take this and then make it more of a systematic process that people move from phase to phase, uh, informed by, you know, different conversations or even other people that I connected with too. But I think I just, just as a whole, our connection was uh, like a confirmation of what I had been working on. And then, mm. okay, it's people out there that need that because that's part of the reason I started my journey. I felt that teaching, I had helped as, as many people, as many students as I possibly could. And my season was over for that. Yeah. But I didn't know who I was supposed to help next. But I just felt very strongly that if I stayed where I was, it was going to be people that were going to miss something that I had to provide to them. And I felt it real strongly. And I didn't know how to verbalize it. I didn't know what it would look like. I didn't know what these people were. <laughs> I was, but I really felt that strong from God. It's like, I have people for you yeah. that's waiting. But you got to do this. You got to give this up. And 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 it's been a walk that it, it, at times it's been frustrating. <laughs> at times it's been exhilarating. It's been all different points yeah. all at once. But I do know that uh, this is the type of work that I'm, I'm supposed to do. And that's kind of where the excavation came from, which connects back to where we started yeah. about the buried, the buried dreams. And that's the thing is there's so much potential that's buried in people. The thing that I want to stress to people that it may be dying, but it's not dead yet. Mm. So it's time to excavate it and pull it back up because you still have time. Most people leave it buried because they feel that the time is done and that dream has died. And that's what I feel compelled that I'm supposed to do is help resurrect or excavate those dreams that people had. And now let's create an environment to manifest those dreams to where not only it blesses you, but it blesses the people that was created for. See, that's what I want to do. You, you, you just did you, the way you just did that. You just, you just gave me. I don't know whether that was like a behind the back pass. Whether that was <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a no look because I wasn't playing. I was really wasn't trying to pass. So it was like, but it leads me nicely to what I was gonna ask you, which was, what are the steps that someone can take to? connect with their purpose what how do we how do we you know how do we summarize this into for someone that is listening someone that's saying okay i've heard everything you you 
you guys have said, I do not want my talent and my gift to die with me. Mm-hmm. How do how do they make that journey? How do they make what are the first few steps that they have to take? Um, or, you know, what is the process in, in, in summary that they would have to go through to, to help them start the journey? Okay, so I'm I'm a real practical person. I I don't like to do things just real drawn out or you know just real flowery with the words or real professional sounding. Mm-hmm. I like it to be in everyday terms, just like this conversation. And like I said, David, know this is kind of how yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so the first step, and it's four steps, and this is kind of the core principles of. The business but definitely for this process so it starts off with awareness if you're not aware of where you are and what you're doing then it's harder for you to make an informed decision now the awareness i'm talking about is on different levels so you have to be aware where you are physically and that doesn't necessarily mean like oh am i exercising or not what condition is your body in right now like do you have a lot of health problems do you have this do you have that uh, because if you're not healthy, then it's harder for you to go forward into your purpose because those are barriers and those are barriers that are in your control. Mm. Uh, so physical, mental, your thoughts, what are you thinking about? And are your thoughts propelling you forward or are they barriers to keep you stuck where you are? Uh, emotional not saying that emotions are bad but it's ways to manage your emotions where they don't overwhelm you uh, and to unpack where your emotions are triggered from because like i said people don't wake up angry that people say that all the time like i just woke up on the wrong side of bed no you didn't mm. <laughs> it was something you felt <laughs> it was something you felt before that that caused you to be angry yeah but you didn't just wake up you you may have been embarrassed from something that somebody said, or you might have been frustrated from an event that happened that then led to anger. But you don't just start ang- anger is a secondary emotion. So, but I won't go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So then um, you look at it relational. So what are the quality of relationships around you, and not just romantic? It could be friendships, family relationships. Because part of that, and for most people, and we talked about that too in conversation. Yeah. So this is number two we're talking about here. Number two. Well, well, no, no. Are we still, still on number one? one? We're still in awareness. Yeah, okay. yeah, we, yeah. We're still okay, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like items in one. Okay. So, so we're so we're relational. Relational is um has a lot to do with boundaries, and a lot of people that really care about helping people have the weakest boundaries and i've been one that had problems with boundaries. oh um, yeah oh and we talked like, we yeah. talked about this too and so it, it's learning okay where do i need to set boundaries with people that i haven't been setting them or do i need to reestablish some boundaries that i let kind of subside um and then career wise do you enjoy where you at do you want to do something different uh and then your environment what's your home environment like what's your work environment like all these environments trigger different things in you so you could love being at home and hate being at work but that's a signal that something at work is not working right yeah um and did i oh and then spiritually 
and we we talked a lot about spiritual, but it's where are you with your relationship with God, and not just from a from a Christian perspective, because if that's not your belief, what are you connected to spiritually that you yeah. are help that is informing how you move forward? Yeah, and how do you do that in a day to day? So that's awareness. So then shift comes where you kind of at the crossroads. So if you're going to choose this, what things need to change in your life? Now that you are more aware of what is going on right now, what are some things that you will have to let go of or adjust? Mm. Because you need to know that ahead of time, because just saying, if you start making changes and you don't anticipate, hey, this might change the dynamics of my relationship, or this might change the dynamics with my family or my parents or whatever else like that. If you just go into a blind, like, oh, I'm just changing myself. I'm doing better. Like, everybody yeah. should appreciate that. No, they're not. You need to anticipate the back, <laughs> the, the, the backlash that will come your way because mm. people are conditioned to accept you where you have been, not where you're going. So as you start to grow, it's a gap. And that gap is where they don't know that person. And so some people will want to learn about the new person that you're becoming, but others will want you to be where you used to be. And yeah. that then starts the separation. So then it goes to alignment. So once you make the shift, then the alignment is, okay, what is required for me to do day to day that will keep me on the path to my purpose? So what do I need to do health-wise or my thinking patterns? Or do I need to sit down and make a plan? All these things help me stay in alignment because if I'm not in alignment, I'll get distracted by, oh, well, I don't have money to cover this this week. Okay, I, maybe I need to shift off the path a little bit and go over here because this is safe for a minute. Now I'm going to jump back, you know, once that. Yeah. And, and it's like if we, so it, it's those compromises. If you, if you are willing to make compromises as you're trying to align yourself, that will keep you out of alignment. Then you will get off path real easy. So once you kind of solidify the alignment, then you get to community. Community is where you have other like-minded individuals. So that's just like how me and, and David met. So that is part of now, how can we grow this into more of a community of people that think and move like us? So now we have more encouragement as we go, even if we're on our solo journey, we got people that say like, hey, you know, don't look, some around that corner is coming. Just, I want you to know what's, what's coming. It might not be the same as my path, but I just know once I got to that point, something happened right here. Yeah. So just watch out for right there. And, and so like, you need a community. Everybody needs community, but they need the right community. And the yeah. community serves their purpose. So that's kind of like the abbreviated process of how you all walk into your purpose. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's it. That's dope. So that for me is a journey that we've been going on, that you've been taking me on. And the, the best part about it was you took me on this journey without even letting me know that I was on that journey. <laughs> yeah. It, it just happened over a series of conversations. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've truly, truly, truly benefited from that journey through 
our various conversations. So anyone that's listening to this, anyone that's watching this, believe me, it works. Now, one thing I will say, because we've talked about how um, there is a transition period, there is a shift period. Mm-hmm. Right now, although I've recognized where my purpose is, although I've started to al- I've aligned myself with my purpose, I've started to build my community, mm-hmm. I am still shifting mm-hmm. because there are things that I, I need to transition out of that are still happening. But mm-hmm. my alignment is what is helping me stay focused so right. I don't shift in the wrong direction. And right, right, right. my community is reminding me that mm-hmm. I'm still shifting and I need to stay aligned. Mm-hmm. What I also want to share with people, because everyone, whoever's listening to this, thank you. Thank you for being part of the audience because you are encouraging me in my shift. Right. But this is early days. I still, right. I, I look at the stats for, mm-hmm. for, for, for listenership. We're not even in double digits yet. Yeah. So this is the point where it is quite easy to be discouraged. This is the mm-hmm. point where a lot of people let too many people in and allow those voices to come in and say, oh, how many people are listening? Oh, you only had four listeners? Man, you need mm-hmm. to do something else. No, mm-hmm. this is the point where you need to double down mm-hmm. and stay locked in and stay aligned. This is where that alignment is so important. This is where mm-hmm. what we said about Samuel staying close to God is really important because this is the point where it is so easy to shift off your journey and to go back mm-hmm. to the, what is comfortable, to go back to what is simple, to go back to the thing that may take care of you in one area, but is slowly killing your dreams, slowly ki- killing your purpose and sto- slowly killing your destiny. So that's one thing that I get from being in communion and regular Mm-hmm. community with Terence. Mm-hmm. We talk, we mm-hmm. constantly talk and encourage. And it's good because I can tell Terence, I've had a bad week, man. And mm-hmm. I've been so busy with this other stuff. I haven't <clears throat> had time to do this stuff. And, yeah, you know, we get to encourage each other. We get to share those things. That is the whole point of community. So right. whoever is listening to this, I truly... And I feel like I say this every week, but this is because I believe so much in what I progress to get connected to these guys, man. I would, I am looking forward to meeting more people who are on this journey because Hey, from a selfish perspective, it's a wider community for me to stay connected to, you know, when I met the rest of the team, I was encouraged because I saw people that looked like me that were doing similar Mm -hmm. things to what I was doing. So from a selfish point of view, I want more people in this community. I want more people following (laughs) this journey because I know I'm not alone. 
Right. So, right. So, right. so yeah. So I, I will say one thing. I will say one thing. As you were talking, and I've been so in this aspect, I've been a little further down the road from you, and so now I'm a point to a place yeah. in the room for you. So most people, you know, you hear the same like, you know, I think the same like, uh, men lie, women women lie, numbers don't. Well. In this context, I would say numbers do lie. Mm. Uh, and the reason I say that is because, and it's something that we had to get out of the process of watching, because that at the beginning was the most discouraging thing for us, was like, we doing it and we put all this work into it, and it's like, we get a couple people, and then it's like, nobody. So the reason why I say numbers do lie is because the people, it, it doesn't give you a, a accurate depiction of who's actually watching or listening. Uh, so we've gotten so many phone calls and direct messages and just emails from people and saying like, Hey, I watched the, Oh, Hey, yeah. I, I told my friend about it. Oh, I got my brother, my cousin, somebody watching like, Oh, we love it. Like we watch it every week. And we're like, but I don't see the number. I don't see <laughs> when we live. Like you're not in that number. That number doesn't look like that. But we've gotten so much feedback from people. Yeah. Like, oh, we love. Like oh, I just I I don't I I can't start my week until I listen to y'all talk and I enjoy it and I and you know tell more people about it. And so I will say that to you. Don't look at the numbers as a benchmark of the success mm. of anything. What you do, you do base your success on is if it's four people, if it's one person that listened to something that you put out and they were impacted, you did your job. Mm. And that's what I had to learn. So it's now people that are all over the place in different parts of the world and different parts of the u.s that are, have been listening to our stuff but it's not that we got in front of people saying like hey listen to it come on come on come on listen we just did it and as we were just committed to showing up yeah <laughs> and getting in front of the camera and talking for a specific amount of time every week it started to grow and so that's and and the thing is too Nobody really even knows about it yet. So that's mm. part of it. Too. It's like, so yeah, yeah. basically off of like, people don't even know about it. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, and, and so, so it's, so your audience will come, but your audience doesn't dictate how you should feel about yourself because, and that's what I learned too. If, even if nobody watches, if you move forward and it's benefiting you, it's still time well spent. So yeah. it's still either it's going to be personal growth for somebody else or it's personal growth for you. But yeah. it's going to be growth for somebody. So yeah. either way it goes, you win. So I just, yeah, I, just, I, I had to say no, that. That's, I could, that's good. I could, that's good. I because I think <laughs> luckily for me, Having spent time with the music world, yeah, I'm. I wasn't fortunate like people like Lecrae to sell millions of copies and stuff like that. 
Right, so right. I think I've got to a point where I'm comfortable when I look at the numbers. I know that. So I sold like negative 100 albums. <laughs> I, I was giving my albums away and that, and, but that, that's who I was. So in all fairness, that's who I was. I went to, I came to New York. I would come to New York. I would go to rap fest rather than selling my albums and having a, 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 a table where, you know, selling CDs, I made wristbands with links to the, to a URL for people that to download the album for free. Mm. That's, that's just who I was. Um, and it says, it, it's funny because it was one of the reasons why I struggled with the Christian music industry because I could never get behind the business of it. Mm-hmm. I was only ever interested in the ministry of it because back to that whole purpose thing, my job in that world, it was my first opportunity to build people up. So I couldn't see myself continually selling something to them to build them up. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to give them the information to build them up. So um, I'm used to looking at my stats and not seeing those things, but there are people that I've given links or told to go and listen, you know, just dropped it in conversation. They're like, Oh no, tell me, tell me what the album's called. Let me go listen to the album and stuff. And then they, they send me an email or they text me and they say, man, dude, that really touched me. That really blessed me. That was really so. And these, and it's funny. It's, it's always really funny when I get that feedback from someone that isn't even a, even a Christian. Mm-hmm. That is when it's the most encouraging for me because one of the things that I love to do the most is encourage people. I don't care whether you're Christian or not. I will tell you about my faith, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat you to death with my faith because I don't need right. to. I understand that my responsibility is to love. So I'm that, I'm that ear that I'm that shoulder to cry on. I am that ear that wants to listen when nobody else wants to. I am the one that wants to give that show compassion and to show um, grace where everyone else wants to ignore. Why? Because that's what I believe Christ would have done. So I just Mm -hmm. feel that that is how I'm supposed to live and that's how I'm supposed to walk. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I say the thing about, about the numbers but mm-hmm. I've, I've learned to detach myself from the numbers. Um, and, but, it, you know, I, I definitely, definitely take the learnings that you guys have because mm-hmm. even, even with this experience, let me not be foolish and believe that I cannot be discouraged because no matter what, it just takes a series of events. It takes... Yep certain situations and discouragement can come. So I take on board the information, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whoever is listening, whoever is watching, you are getting a free excavation se- um, session <laughs> yeah. via, yeah, via my personal life. 
<laughs> so um, you guys are lucky that Terrence isn't charging me because I'll, I'll be invoicing all of you guys for. <laughs> You're gonna help. <laughs> I'll be like. You ain't well, have been informed the process, so you know I, now. I, I'll, I'll I'll be digging through people's emails like y'all gonna help me pay this bill. <laughs> yeah, but they go they go back to like you were saying. Too, I think it's the same thing, but it's it's learning to you know refine a process before it's ready for public consumption. So just like we yeah. the whole talking about. Some of it, like I said, I didn't know all what I wanted to be. I didn't even have the name because that was one conversation we had, <laughs> like midway. It was like, yeah, what do I call this? I like, yeah. I know it's something, but I don't have a name. I, I don't, and so it, it just it's evolved over time too. Yeah, so, um, but like I said that will come, and like I said the people that will be the paid people will come. But like I said, I think this relationship had to go the way it went. Mm. I think if it if it would turn into a a for pay thing, just consulting thing, I think it would have went a different route, and we would have yeah. ended up here. Yeah. Uh. So. So no, it, it went it went the way it's supposed to. And like I said, that yeah. that'll that'll work itself out. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, but I wanted to say the other part too. You know, uh, we have a group, take the journey group. Uh, that's mm-hmm. always looking for motivation and encouragement and stuff so uh they could be a place that you could put some stuff to uh as encouragement in this episode and the previous episode i did i definitely definitely want everybody to listen to the temptation one i think that one will definitely do some stuff for people yeah Uh, today's was great too but i definitely think the temptation one up to that point was like the best one um, and today's been great too, but the temptation one, yeah, that I think everybody need to watch. Literally. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, so as I said, I spent, um, I was working earlier today editing that, and normally, you know, while I'm editing, I'm not really, I'm listening, but I'm not listening. Mm-hmm. That one, I couldn't. I was I was taking notes while I was editing because I was like, ooh, ooh, man, Terry said that. <laughs> yeah, we were going, we were going, we 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 did, we did like a triple double. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was that one was really impactful for me, and I know when I'm editing this one and I'm playing this back, I know I'm mm-hmm. gonna have similar, you know, I'm gonna have a similar experience. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I definitely, definitely think um, we've said some good stuff. I definitely want people. So the last time I, I, I tuned in on Monday to, um, to your live, mm-hmm. um, and then I had the, the, I had the kids like uh, what, tapping me on the shoulder. What, what you yeah. doing? What you doing? Yeah. So I, I, actually, I actually have to go back and listen to that one again. Okay. Um, but people need to tune into the lives because the conversations that have happen on the lives are some really deep, deep conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just your conversation about legacy made me think yeah. about purpose because mm-hmm. you can't even leave a legacy until you understand your purpose. Right. Um, and, you know, uh, 
before we even disappear, uh, this episode for me was also partly inspired by Chadwick Boseman and his life and mm-hmm. the things that Chadwick did and the speeches that he gave, the things that he said. For me, the most impactful thing about Chadwick's life was how he lived post his diagnosis of, of cancer. The way he lived privately with that and strived to make the best body of work that he could, not knowing whether he was going to survive or not. He didn't look at life with this woe is me um, attitude. He didn't give up on life. He himself deeper into living to, to fulfill his purpose. Mm-hmm. And the way that he lived in fulfilling his purpose is now leaving a lasting legacy. You know, he's, his portrayal of some of these characters has left something that is going to change generations. You know, just Black Panther in itself, his his portrayal of T'Challa is going to change so many generations because it changes the way that Black people view themselves. So legacy is linked to your purpose. And, you know, for me, I'm so glad that, I'm so glad that we got to experience what Chadwick Boseman did. I'm so glad we got to see it. I'm so glad that his life, um, he lived such a dignified life in whilst he was battling with this disease. Even when people were making memes of that picture that went out on social media where he'd lost so much weight and people were making fun of him and saying, oh, look at Black Panther looking all skinny. And mm-hmm. These people, he said nothing. He took it on the chin and continued to live in his purpose. For me, that speaks volumes. And it's a lesson that we all have to learn. Man, I was, you know, I was really cut up by the loss of Chadwick, but I was so inspired also at the same time. I was. I was driven to do something with what was, with, and fulfill my purpose because he definitely did. Yep. So I'm just, I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to yeah. say. That. But um, I agree. I agree. But um, for 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 people that are listening, like I said, check out the lives. Yeah. Go to visit iProgress. Po- I check out the Facebook page. From there, you can link to the website. You can email Terence. You can email Kendrick. You can yeah. get in touch with Jeffrey. Get in touch yeah. with the team. Visit the Daily Perspective. Yep. Check out the blogs. Email me. Connect with me on social media. Connect with me at, on Twitter or Instagram at DYDaily. Um, I want to thank Terence for this episode because, like I said, guys, this has been a free excavation service today because <laughs> we we dug through purpose we've talked about things that have personally helped me and yeah. um are just continuing to 
push me on this journey that I'm on. Um, so for me, it's a massive thank you to Terence. I love our conversations. I'm encouraged yeah. by our conversations. You guys only get a snippet of the things that we talk about and the conversations that we yeah. have. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just keep listening because we've got so much more. And um, just to wrap this up, I want to remind you that Christianity is a personal walk and a relationship between you and God. You are not and will never be perfect, but that's okay. God loves you and wants you to come just as you are. His grace covers all. Live free from condemnation and do not crucify yourself. Be renewed by the grace of God through Christ Jesus and become who you were created to be. So that's how we're going to sign off every episode from now on. I want you to remember that. So this is Mr. Daly signing off. Dr. Dr. Terrence Johnson signing off. And we want to thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Daily Perspective. We will catch you next week. God bless. All right.